Hey friends, wanted to let you know about a new feature we have for you on the podcast. You can now leave us a voice message by clicking the link in the show notes for this episode. We want this podcast to help you. If you have a question about making disciples in the harvest or a topic you'd like our team to cover on the show, click the link in the show notes or visit us at speakpipe.com slash into the harvest. When you leave us your voice message, take 15 seconds to introduce who and where you are, and then maybe 30 seconds or so to ask your question. We will get these messages and we'll feature you and your question on the show. It'll be a fun way to connect as a community and it will make the podcast more of a two-way conversation. So hit us up and leave us your question. Welcome to the Into the Harvest podcast, friends. I'm Abigail and I'm joined by Andrew and Lakeith. Hey guys. Hey Abigail, how are you doing? What's going on, guys? Yeah, so if this is your first time joining us, um, this is a podcast which will hopefully give you clarity and confidence to live and share your faith in everyday places of life. So that's what this podcast is about. And we have some exciting new developments here on Into the Harvest podcast. One being, if you head over to YouTube, you can see us. Isn't that right, guys? That's right. right yeah, I mean, I guess technically <laughs> this is a podcast, but it's it's morphing into a show because we're going to yeah. have it available on YouTube as well as iTunes and Spotify and the places where people yeah. have already been listening. Yeah, Zach yeah. is our production guy. He's been doing an awesome job with the videos and the audio. Yes. So we're really, Shout really out proud. to Zach. And uh, if 13-year-old me had known that one day <laughs> I would be on a YouTube show, well, for one thing, it didn't exist then. Correct. Um, so she would have been like, what? <laughs> but <laughs> she would have been really excited, really excited. Okay, but yes, you guys, we have a YouTube channel. So you can head to YouTube and look up Into the Harvest and you will find us. And if you are a visual person and you want to watch us talk to each other, then you can totally check it out there. Um, I think we're going to have some other good stuff. Um, we'll be creating short videos on topics that will you know, help you in your faith and help you in making disciples in the everyday places of life. So be sure to subscribe. Um, there's going to be a lot of really fun stuff headed in that direction. Yeah. So yeah. just watch the space. Yeah. In 2020, we'll, we'll definitely be doing a lot more with video and it'll all be getting posted on YouTube. We'll probably post some of it on Facebook, the Facebook page as well. But um, we do want to encourage people to go ahead and head over to the YouTube channel, subscribe there, uh, tell your friends about it. Um, right now we have 20 subscribers and we'd like to get that to 100. So this is a, a call to action for anyone hearing I this. I am legit surprised we have 20. I mean. <laughs> We've got a few videos already up there, but every week okay. this show will definitely post to the YouTube channel. And then like Abby said, we're going to be doing some short topical videos that will hopefully give you more clarity and confidence to live your faith, mm -hmm. but also uh, provide you with some ideas on how you can share your faith in the everyday places. So definitely head over there and subscribe. If we can get to 100 subscribers pretty quickly, then we can lock in our custom URL, which is something I want to do. Oh, that way people well, can just go to YouTube yeah. slash Into the Harvest. Oh, right now, it's, uh, it's a crazy long uh, group of letters and numbers. So 
So oh, that's okay. definitely something well, then that's, that's happening. that's a priority. Super priority, everybody. Everybody, <laughs> right. stop what you're doing. Take care of business. Help us out. <laughs> <laughs> right. That shouldn't be too much trouble. Okay, so we are um, we're really trying to cover all of your social media um, venues. We're on basically everything now. Um, but one thing that we really want to do in 2020 is really start changing the format of this show. And one way that we're going to be doing that is really having more of a feedback of back and forth between you and us and we'll be answering questions. So one way that you can already begin and get involved in that process is to use a thing called speak pipe. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. So we will link that in our show notes and all you have to do is click on it and then you can actually leave us a voicemail. So take a few seconds to kind of introduce yourself, tell us where you're from, and then get to it. Like whatever you want to ask us, <laughs> if you want to hear about it. So far, I think, how many weeks have we had this up, Andrew? Okay, so I think we're about three weeks in. And okay. so okay, far, so. we've got one voice message. So we're feeling a little bit lonely. Yeah. And, and who was that voice message from? Oh, it was for me. Absolutely. <laughs> it was the test voicemail. <laughs> so yeah, what we're going to do with the show, we're going to change up the format just a little bit in the, the weeks ahead. And we want to have one segment of this show be where we feature one of our listeners, someone in our community who has a question and then take, you know, five minutes as a team to talk about that particular question. So we really yeah. think of Into the Harvest, not as an audience, but but as a community. And so we want that to be, this show to be more conversational. So you can Absolutely. go to speakpike.com slash into the harvest, or if you're listening to this podcast, it will be in the show notes. Just click that link. And like yeah. Abby said, leave us a, a message of who you are, what your question is, and then we'll feature it on a future show. You know, I'm going to go rogue and say, you don't even have to have a question. You can just get on there and tell us like a cool story out in the harvest. And I would love to hear it personally. And then we'll like give you a little like clap and it'll be fun. So genuinely, we just want to hear from you. Uh, we want to hear your lovely voices. So check that out at speakpipe.com slash into the harvest. Now let's legit get into today's topic. We will be talking about distraction, specifically three distractions that are keeping you from speaking to Jesus or from Jesus. Wait, seeking, seeking Jesus. to you, <laughs> seeking Jesus. It could okay. keep you from speaking to him too, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, that that works way better. Let's go with that. Forget it. Just go backwards. Okay, from seeking Jesus. Uh, all right. Well, 13-year-old me would be mortified. Okay. So um, You're doing great, Abby. You're doing great. We gave you all the hard work. We're like, let's go to video and let's have Abby open the show. I'm like legit sweating. I should have worn like something else. Okay. So, um, all right. So we're going to talk about three main distractions <laughs> that are keeping us from seeking Jesus. Uh, we as a team kind of like threw out a whole bunch and we felt like these three were really the key ones in our own lives. So just in case you're wondering, don't worry, we're also struggling. Yes. So um, just the major struggles that we in this modern era are dealing with. And then hopefully, fingers crossed, we will give you some help, <laughs> some actual tools to use to help you with these distractions. Okay, guys, I'm done. Now someone else can do some talking. 
we're going to start with <laughs> distraction number one, which is, I'm going to hold it up for the people looking. It is this, this yep. right here, which is a phone. Okay. <laughs> Our phones. Take it away, guys. <laughs> and now surely, surely a phone is not something that would keep you from seeking Jesus, guys, right? Oh, yes. A hundred percent. How can this be? <laughs> well, because it's like over here buzzing, like right, right now. That's yeah. why. Yes. So that's why we really wanted to call this particular show um, Three Distractions, because your phone isn't just uh, a device. And it, all the wonderful things that it has brought into our lives in terms of connecting us to the world at large, in some ways, there's a... Um, there's a there's a corresponding pull away from being present in the moment, um, whether it's with the relationships, people that were around in a physical room, uh, but also our ability to focus in and direct our attention mm -hmm. to seeking Jesus. Um, and that's really what notifications are all about. Notifications are constant mm -hmm. little distractions that are pulling you away from whatever you were doing because there's something important, there's something that needs your immediate attention. And so this is, uh, I like how you said, Abby, that these aren't areas that we have figured out and they no longer distract us. Um, <laughs> but these are areas no. that we've identified that, hey, this is, this is a problem. This is something that I see pulling me away from engaging with the people that I'm around in a physical room or it's keeping me distracted from connecting with uh, the Lord. So do you guys have any stories or examples where you've seen uh, people distracted by their phones or where you've been distracted recently? Ooh. Keith, you got anything that comes to mind? Oh man. Stories about distractions. Uh, I might have to, softball it to Abby, but uh, I think Dude, just off the top whatever. of my head. Like, you're <laughs> just over there. <laughs> That's a hot potato, is, but I do realize like, that it's the first thing. This is not even a struggle thing. for you, Keith. Like, <laughs> know, you have no problem. No. You're just like living your best life over there and <laughs> well, not even distracted. Well, so, I've got one. I've got one. Right. So, uh, <laughs> it was two nights ago. Our middle son, Ethan's a senior in high school, and he is in the orchestra. He plays the cello. They had it. their fall their fall conference conference, their fall concert. Um, and there were a couple of intermissions throughout the performance. And so during the first intermission, our youngest son, Jackson wanted to, to take his mom's phone and just play around on it, basically play games, browse, um, the internet. <laughs> and, uh, so I told him, I said, well, no, you don't need the phone. Just, uh, you know, be present, enjoy the moment, enjoy what's, what's happening here in the room. And so, uh, he looked around and he said, so I'm supposed to look around at everybody else looking at their phones. And, you know, I glanced around and sure enough, that was pretty much the case. You know, everyone immediately goes to their phone because there's this five minute intermission. Mm -hmm. And so... This isn't just something that Christians are dealing with, of course. It's not just distractions that are keeping us from seeking Jesus. Uh, it's a radical shift, I think, in society at large. And um, it's something that all of us are trying to to live with, with this new reality. Yeah, I think that it almost goes deeper than distraction in some ways. I mean, yes, we could talk about distraction as in it's going off, it's sending us notifications, we're trying to focus and it's constantly 
trying to draw our focus in. But I think also it's taken away downtime for me in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, I have actually contemplated what people used to do when they stood in grocery store lines. Like, what were they doing? Is that like, did they just look around at each other? Like, I'm guessing, I don't remember. <laughs> so, but that's, I mean, that's how we live now. Like, we don't, we don't have like down space. And I do think that that is useful for our spiritual life as well, just to have, um, dead space, so to speak, um, because I think the Lord uses that, um, but that's really hard to get. And it kind of takes them, you know, it's, some it's, work. it's almost like a frequency where if, um, when you're engaged with technology, your phone in particular, you're operating at a, at a certain frequency, your mind is operating at a certain frequency. And so you're, you're browsing around, but other activities. So, um, giving deep thought, and reflection. That's a different frequency. It's a different speed. Mm -hmm. And so even sometimes if you just put your phone down and you try to, to think, you're distracted by the fact that your phone is there. So one of the little work hacks that I've been using in recent months is to physically put my phone either out of the room or on the other side of the room. If I'm needing to work on Bible study or I'm needing to do some sort of activity that requires me to, to focus and to reflect because it's, it's very, it's a lie to, to think that we can do both, that we can multitask. Same is mm. true. I think for in, interacting with people mm. that if, if you're trying to go back and forth between your phone and interacting with someone in the room, have a conversation, it's just a different frequency. Yeah, and, and so people have, people have actually termed the time that we live in as the age of distraction. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is a, that's an apt name. I saw a stat as I was preparing for today's show that 88% of people, when they're watching TV, have a second screen, which is typically your phone. So just think about that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Almost everybody, if they're we used to think the TV was the thing right. that was distracting us, right. but mm. now 88% of us and myself included, I'm not watching commercials. So, um, oh, for <laughs> sure. we've got this second screen mm -hmm. and it's just kind of, um, an amazing statistic that, um, we're distracted from the thing that used to distract us. You just got me a story, man. Perfect. I, uh, <laughs> took me a second, but, uh, yeah, so here I was. At, I work part time as a barber, so there's a couple of days where we're not doing, you know, specifically ministry things. I'm at the barber shop, and there was a mandatory training on base on the computer. And my boss called me into her office, and uh, I had to use her office for the training. So she goes away, and uh, it's the driest training you'll ever experience in your life. So there I was for 30 minutes sitting trying to sit through it. But of course, eventually I get a notification. I get on my phone, kind of distracted by that. And she walks in and I kind of expect her to drop the hammer. Like, dude, it's, it's 30 minutes. Just pay attention to the train again. <laughs> she literally says like, Hey, it's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Just, and you know, because like that, yeah, that's just the nature of the, the environment we live in now. So obviously at that point I decided to get off my phone to be more professional and 
give the training my undivided attention. But yeah, I agree with you guys. We don't have those moments of just staring at the wall anymore, reflecting on what's going on. There's no more of that. Like staring at the wall, it does not exist anymore. Like it's gone. Did people stare at the wall though? I I mean, that's not true. I did. You did. did. Yeah, come (laughs) on, guys. Okay, just kidding. I'm sorry. You were just, that's that's great. No judgment. I, for me, I like really love long car drives when I am alone in the car, which is rare. But if it happens, I really love those long drives by myself, which means I'm having to drive, which means I can't be on my phone and I can sit in silence. And, but I'm also doing something with my hands because I'm very like, I have to be doing something with my hands to think. So, um, I really, really appreciate those times when they happen because they allow me to spend time in prayer or just like pondering the goals of my life, etc. So I think sometimes we have to actively find ways to, um, to put that particular distraction aside. Um, for one, for me, uh, I used to, when we would be in church, I would just use my phone app for the Bible. Um, and I, for whatever reason, I can't do my Bible. I guess it's not downloaded. I could download it. If I downloaded the Bible to my phone, then I could turn off, you know, the internet or whatever, whatever is happening on phones, technology. Anyway, but I can't, I couldn't do it anymore. I had to start bringing my actual Bible because I would be reading along in scripture and then it would be like a text would come in and someone would send me something and then I'd be like, oh, something. And then I'd just like text back and then it would just be gone. Like in a matter of seconds, I would just be not there anymore. Um, just really, ugh. anyway. So I, for one, know that about myself now. I put my phone completely away during church and uh, during meeting with women, any of those types of things. I need it completely out of sight and I need a tangible Bible. You can use the Bible app for all kinds of other things, but that's definitely not one of them that I can personally handle. So uh, phones. And I think the other big thing for me is not necessarily the phone itself. Um, but just the mindless picking it up and just like you just, my fingers, you know, just total transparency here. My fingers open the Instagram app, like almost without like any thought. So I just pick it up and it's like, and it's there I am. There I am like on Instagram. And so I periodically move Instagram on my phone. Like I move it all over. Like I move it to like pages away. Mine, you kind of like scroll through different apps and I will just move my apps around so that my fingers, <laughs> because my fingers are actually more, <laughs> they're in more control than I am, which is a really terrible thing to admit. But anyway, it helps me. It makes me consciously aware of what I'm doing, that I'm not just without thought going to Facebook or Instagram or something. Well, whatever. that's, that's a, it's actually a good point that you're bringing up there, Abigail. And there's the, the science behind that is neuroplasticity, which is oh, dude, <laughs> your brain, your brain actually begins to pick up on all of the little subconscious regular acts that you're doing over and over throughout the day. And it begins to put those onto autopilot. So that's mm-hmm. y- your brain itself is being trained constantly, not just by technology, but that's been one of the biggest game changers for us in the past uh, 10 to 15 years with smartphones. So your brain recognizes that, oh, Abby goes to Instagram a lot. And it just <laughs> over time, 
it actually develops neural pathways that automates that so that mm. when you have this moment or this this brief window of time without even consciously thinking about it your brain goes into autopilot and you you start looking for instagram and, and we're all we all have that so you can use <laughs> <That's> it terrible <laughs> it, it's, it's very serious and the positive side is that <laughs> the, the positive yeah, side. Yeah, it is. You don't have to say that. We got it, Andrew. Abigail's well, having serious uh, mental uh, problems. <laughs> no, everyone in the world and certainly in the U.S. is up against this, and that's why oh, if, if we start moving into well, what are some ways that we're trying to counteract that? So maybe giving mm -hmm. our listeners mm -hmm. some tips of what what we've tried that is helping us in this area. But one of them is just to be purposeful, yeah. to try to yeah. break those those natural connections that your brain is making. And you may have to be very um, extreme or, or at least radical in compared to the people around you mm -hmm. in, in how you deal with technology and mm -hmm. with your phone and social media in particular. So maybe we can just kind of move there. What are some things that you guys have been doing to try to lessen your distraction by the phone. Yeah, if you guys were listening to, I think the last episode we did as a team, I was taking a break from uh, social media. I think it was specifically Facebook. So I just mm -hmm. uninstalled the app. And uh, so recently I got it back. I'm, uh, I'm back in the, back in the game, <laughs> but uh, something I've done recently with a lot of apps, pretty much all of my apps is I have, the notifications off. Is that a phone going off right now? That is not. Right? Not over here. <laughs> I, I don't think so. so. Okay. I just heard of something. I you was, heard something. was yeah. going to be some irony. Never mind. Go yep. on. No She's Facebook. Notifications are off, Eddie. No. I got, I got I no, so. uh, no social media. Even fantasy football. No alerts. Uh, no updates. What? No scores. So uh, it just helps because. Cold, uh, stone cold. <laughs> that way we're not, we're not want to be intentional about checking something out, I can, but it doesn't come and interrupt my day. Like our mm. kids have uh, downloaded games. And um, if you don't play them for a while, they'll literally send you notifications like, Hey, you know, come back and you'll get 15 points or just something like that. And I'm like, all right. So when that happens, I uh, turn the notifications off or the app's gone because I, uh, I can't wrestle with it anymore. It's got to go. So mm. yeah, it's got to go. Yeah, that's a good one. Turning off notifications is great. And we really do not have to be at the beck and call of our phones. Um, and I think what Andrew was talking about, putting it across the room is also a really good one. Um, just have intentional times um, in the day, whether it's when you're meeting with someone or having your quiet time or something like that. But I even do it I have like certain hours of the day that I put my phone away that there's nothing particularly happening in my life, but I just put it away. Um, mine kind of coincides with my kids' schedules. So um, when I go pick up my um, older two kids from school, then I will leave my phone um, at home. So I guess we could possibly like, you know, die on the way, but <laughs> no one would be able to find it. How did we survive? I don't know, but somehow, <laughs> somehow I'm able to drive like the two miles to my kids school and then back again. And we have always made it. It's amazing. Um, but I just leave my phone and then, um, it, like even that little period of time, then I usually don't pick it back up when I get back. And then it's usually several hours before, um, I need it again, which is usually for like a recipe for dinner or something. So to me, it, I'm very routine based. So uh, I have to consciously 
get rid of it because we already have learned, we've established that Abigail has neural pathways <laughs> in place that make me ch- check Instagram all the time. So I have to consciously try to break this. <laughs> yep. Well, that's true for all of us. So I, I think, yeah, physically separating yourself from the phone at regular intervals is, yeah. is a great idea. Um, one thing that you mentioned, Abby, is always needing to do something with your hands. I think this was before we started recording, but um, with prayer walks, you know, that's something that that has uh, really helped me. One, I'm, I'm physically active, and so my body is engaged, um, but my mind is also engaged, and my spirit is engaged. I'm, I'm praying to the Lord. And you know, leaving my phone behind. There was a time where I had my prayer list on my phone. I still do. But um, but rather than have my phone with me as I'm trying to pray, um, I'll just uh, leave it at home, go on the prayer walk. And that actually allows my mind, like I said, to be at a different frequency, I think. Or if, if for some reason I need to use my phone, if I wanted to take it with me on the, um, the prayer walk, then I I'll put it in airplane mode so that there will be no notifications that come through during that time. Uh, and then it's just on me not to open other apps besides my, uh, the, the note app where I keep my prayer list. Um, and that's the last thing I would say. Um, one, one thing I noticed several months back was when I was starting my day, you know, the first thing, my alarm is on my phone. So that goes off. So the first thing I touch in the morning typically is my phone oh. to turn off the alarm. Um, but I started putting my phone in airplane mode at night before going to sleep and then just leaving it in airplane mode until I have spent my time reading scripture and praying, drawing near to God, essentially. And so before I address the world, which is kind of what happens when you turn your phone on, all those notifications start coming through. It's For me, it's really hard to go back and read my Bible once, once those notifications are going and texts. And so, um, we used to have the, the slogan, no Bible, no breakfast, mm-hmm. um, as a motivation to start the day by drawing near to the Lord with scripture. And it's not as catchy, but basically, you know, no Bible, no cell phone. Yeah. Um, and just making that a priority in the morning is, is one thing that's definitely been helping me. Yeah. So the point in case, guys, is just be intentional. Like I had all three methods that I heard, like be very intentional about not letting your cell phone dictate your life. And that sounds very extreme and cliche. But, um, yeah, you can be intentional about not letting your cell phone uh, dictate your pace, your schedule, your time with the Lord, because it will compete for your attention on a daily yeah, absolutely. So to transition to our next distraction, um, when Andrew does take his phone out of airplane mode, does that mean all the notifications of all the things happening in the world just start like piling up on your phone? Because that's the next major distraction <laughs> that we're going to talk about. It's just basically the world we live in is a 24-hour news cycle. It is always going. We don't even have TV. Um, Brett and I have just, I mean, we have like, you know, your internet, internet based, you know, like Netflix and stuff, but we don't have like cable. Um, and so we don't have any uh, news, which is my favorite thing. However, uh, I do have social media, which means I still get the trickle down of what's going on in the world. And it is hard to avoid. 
So that is our next major distraction that we're going to talk about. That's right. That's right. So, so the second distraction that we see people struggling with, ourselves included, that that's keeping them from seeking Jesus is just the trending topic of the day. And this could be anything. I think that over the past um, four years in particular, oftentimes that trending topic is Trump or some sort of uh, political controversy that's going on. And like, like Abby said, it's driven by the 24 hour news cycle. And so I'm old enough that when I was growing up, I mean, CNN wasn't a thing in my early years. And so you got the nightly news Mm -hmm. and, you know, they, they would talk to you for about 30 minutes about what's going on in the world. Well, you know, CNN came along and now there's this 24 hours uh, of, of news that they need, they need to be talking about something. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that accelerated the news cycle. And now we were getting all kinds of uh, data coming at us. And again, the human mind is drawn more to the the train wreck than the 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 happy story. And so, part of this twenty four hour news cycle is that these these controversial things are thrown at us. Mm-hmm. And even if they're not controversial, the the headline you know we all are familiar with clickbait headlines uh, because that's what again it's very purposeful. There's a there's an action that is being taken to try to get your attention. So we need to understand that, that these, yeah. the trending topic of the day is something that is being given to us. It's not just that there's actually something that needs, that you need to get worked up about. Mm-hmm. No, what it is, is the, the media platforms need you to pay attention to their platforms. And so they're going to give you a topic that they want you to be thinking about. They, they want you to be worked up about. Um, and we, we're all guilty of falling for that. So a second distraction that we believers need to be aware of and need to learn how to navigate and avoid uh, falling into is just the, the trending topic of the day, whether that's politics or something else. Yeah, I think that's a huge one. I think it, it gets us so much. And uh, I'm just going to spat off a few topics and just you know, think back to where you were this year. So I'm not going to go back too far, but like, you guys remember when the, the, the raise was going about the parents struggling with their kids and the game Fortnite? That was like a huge one here. Um, that one was big. And then not too long ago, the storm area 51, when that was trending and everyone was talking oh, about yeah. that. Yeah. I do remember that one. Yeah. That was another one was just the ending to the movie Avengers in game. It's like, Everybody was so riled up about it and not spoiling it, you know. So uh, I think it, by nature, we're just a trendy people and we have to fight against. <laughs> yeah, we're just trendy. Like it's so hard we to are. not to stay, uh, to ride this wave of trends. And I think if you look back in the Bible, um, you know, they were similar in some ways when uh, they came to Jesus and they asked him about hearing what Pilate did to the, right. to the, uh, was it the Galileans and how he spilled their blood and, uh, and then there was another one. Did you hear about the tower of, you know, tower of falling on the, the, the people? And, uh, Jesus' point was, Hey, uh, you focus on, uh, on repentance and what's going on. Cause if not, like you'll like, you'll likewise end up just like the trend. So he wasn't impressed or he wasn't baffled by that trend, but 
still going on today. Like every time there's some big, oh, the the other rig one. You guys remember the Facebook swaps where you made yourself the other gender, like from the, if you're a guy. Oh, I thought it was, it, a, aged <laughs> yeah, it aged you. Yeah, the like age one too, years. but these were big things. Yeah, I got I seen it everywhere. So trends. Yeah, and then they were like, "Russia's now got your face." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I remember that one. That yep. was my favorite. I was oh, like, yeah. "Cool, I'm so happy for Russia." <laughs> um, I I actually um, I used to have this podcast that I listened to. I will not tell you what it is because I don't want you to listen to it. I would listen to it when I was falling asleep at night because I would have trouble turning my brain off, and uh, it was like a. It was pop culture, so we're not even talking politics because I've already I already got off the politic train, and so I was like, well, what other train should I pop onto? And it was pop culture, so it was like you know celebrity gossip and like embarrassing things that I should not admit that I was excited about. So I would listen to this podcast, and it would it was perfect for me because I didn't know anything, and it would explain the trends of the week. So whatever had been trending that week, whatever like weird fights celebrities had got in or like drama they'd gotten into, they would explain it for people like me. Um, and so it was fun for a few weeks and I was, it was, you know, like mindless. But then I started to realize that I was thinking about it like other times. And I would be wondering like, you know, how is Justin Bieber doing? Is he okay? Like, I don't know. You know, like I know he's getting married soon. Like really, this is, I'm being real. Everyone listening, please. I know you that my your opinion of me is just dropped by a whole bunch, but it's, it's okay. I'm just admitting it. So um, I w- I really started to notice this about myself. So <laughs> I was. It was easier for me to think about these people that I don't know and think about their problems than real reality problems, like the things that we have to deal with. And I think that's often the case. This is why we do get sucked into politics or into, you know, the drama that's online because it's not ours. Like it's not really personal. Like we can make it personal, but it's still like safe and distant and not, not our own. And so I started, I noticed this about myself. And so um, I felt pretty convicted about it. And so I felt like I should delete this podcast, but it took me three whole days to do it. And that was really when I knew that it was a problem. <laughs> it took three whole days for me to be obedient of getting rid of it. I was because like the first day I was like, but it's not really important. So why should I have to delete it? And then I thought, well, why did I think that? And so it must be important to my brain. So yeah, I had a whole internal conversation, but I do think that this is something we as a society are having to deal with because it is easier and um, it's more, more like within our control. It's like being able to have control over something that's not that important isn't affecting our own personal problems in you know, everyday life. And so it's kind of a, a way to escape escapism. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. I was thinking as, as we were reflecting about this particular topic in the days leading up to, um, when we're recording and there's a, there's a passage in Proverbs that talks about walking past the, the field of the sluggard and the wall was broken down and the vines had overgrown. Um, and the field had basically uh, had gone to seed and I thought about that, that that's, that's really what you were just saying, Abigail, I think is the temptation that, that it's just 
easy for us to go with the flow. And the solution to that is to, to purposely cultivate our own lives. And it is easier for us to pay attention to whatever people are saying we should be interested in, the, the trending topic of the day, because it does it is escapism. But the, the solution is to rebuild the wall. So we have to set boundaries, uh, I would say. It was the, the way I was thinking about that, that I have to purposely set up boundaries in my own life, whether it's with my phone or whether it's not paying attention to certain podcasts or for me, Twitter, it can be a big distraction. Um, and so a few weeks back, I removed Twitter from my phone because that's that's kind of my the the... Hey, I've got nothing to do for the next few minutes. Let me just hop on Twitter. Um, and so that's a boundary to remove it from your phone or for you to, to not listen to that podcast, to not be subscribed to that podcast. And then you have to cultivate the field as well. So you, you have to actually do the, the reflection, the seeking of the Lord so that you're more focused on, on the topics that he says are important than the topics that the world is telling us are important. And, and, one thing I'm always struck by with Jesus is that lots was going on during his lifetime politically. Um, he lived in a part of the world that was was under the control of the Romans, and a lot of his countrymen wanted to become free. Sure. You know, and I, it might be similar for us Americans if if Jesus had lived during the 1760s and and 70s before the Revolutionary War, and yet he wasn't all caught up in the the fervor for independence you know he was talking about seeking first the kingdom and like keith said that we need to be focused on repentance and bearing fruit that shows that we've repented so it's a challenge to to my modern day mindset that am i caught up in the things that jesus was caught up in when he was walking the earth or am i being sucked into you know the the trending topic of the day yeah. And like, let's be honest too, like where are we getting all of these trends from or this information? It's not cable anymore. It's not the news. It's not, you know, it's our, it's our phones, you know? So I do think our two topics are definitely linked as far as the cell phone being a big distraction, but also keeping up with the times and uh, letting the uh, trends, you know, have us emotionally invested or uh, just our attention away from the things that matter. A lot more. And and I love that you were being vulnerable, Abby, because we're, we're doing this podcast <laughs> because it's something we struggle with. You know, it's something that yeah. we don't have figured out. But that's why if we identify it and we focus on it, you know, then uh, we can allow yeah. for God to do his work. I have no idea what's going on with the Beavers, and it's okay. Like <laughs> that's I, right. And that's the craziest thing is I really didn't miss them when they were gone. Like they have no impact on my life. But it's, it's a weird thing, right? Like you are thinking about something that's, and it's kind of taking up a lot of space. And then once you take it out, you're like, well, that wasn't even important. Like, anyway, um, I think the, the last thing I will say on this particular topic is if you haven't read my article from, I believe it was November 4th or 5th, the month was the last week's article. Um, you should definitely go check that out. I talk about how we today have, the same kind of power that we had that the Sanhedrin had during Jesus' time, where we are able to give a, a down our opinion on life and law and whatever else we feel like the sense of entitlement to share it with the world on social media. 
and politics and all of that jazz becomes very important to us and we need to share it. And that should not necessarily be the case. Mm. If you haven't read it, you should go read it. It's my own personal <laughs> yeah. plug. Check that out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. The last topic, the last distraction we're going to cover is maybe the biggest one, and that is busyness. So the idea that um, just there are so many options for us to do in a day. Um, for me personally, that is my three children and the all of the sports that they could be involved in, all the extracurricular activities they could be involved in. And then you get into your own life and the, all of the shows that you could be watching. Very um, Actually, now, I think Disney Plus exists. And so, um, you know, we, there's like a million other things we could be watching on TV. And then we also have all the sports that are occurring at this very moment that we should probably be watching all those games. And hey, guys, did you know that we should also maybe take care of our own selves and all go to the gym? Because I hear that's really good for you. And you guys have recently run a marathon and that takes up a lot of time. Hey, also, did you know that there are like five programs at your church going on right now? Because there probably are. So that was just like a pretend version. I thought like a little acting. Um, but essentially, this is probably similar to your own life. And that I didn't even include work. Like we all have jobs we have to do. So busyness is a huge, huge thing that we are all combating against. It's keeping us from Jesus and from doing the things he wants us to do. So this is maybe our biggest one. So hopefully we can find some solutions together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As we uh, were, were talking a little bit before, just in preparation for the show, one passage that came to mind was out of Luke chapter 14, where there's a wedding feast and the, the nobleman invites guests. At, it's uh, Luke 14 verses uh, 15 through 26. And one by one, they all begin to make excuses. And these are some pretty, pretty legitimate excuses. So the, the first guy has, has bought a pair of oxen and he needs to go check them out. And so he says, uh, please consider me excused. And the second guy has just gotten married. And so he's not able to make it to the other wedding. So he says, you know, please consider me excused. And then a third person has just bought a field. And so he needs to go inspect that. And so he's, he says, please consider me excused. And the, the, the upshot of the whole thing is that these were all realities of life. All of us are going to experience similar things as we go through life. The problem came that, that they were making those things the priority. Mm-hmm. That because those things were the priority, they did not have time for the nobleman's wedding feast. And the nobleman did not consider them excused. It was not, uh, the king did not consider them excused. And I think Jesus told us that parable. In fact, he goes on to, to give us the punchline at the end where he says that no one who loves father or mother or wife or children, brothers or sisters, more than me can be a disciple. And so it's a, it's a challenge for us that we're all going to have these, these real events that we need to be obligations that we need to take care of as we go through life. And like you were saying, Abby, we're, we're all going to have opportunities. They're not even needs, but um, how many sports should your kid participate in? Um, 
you know, like you said, ESPN sports are year round now. We just finished the World Series and now we're into basketball and football's going yeah, strong. NBA is happening. <laughs> right. So a lot of what um a lot of what we're dealing with when it comes to distractions is making choices to to have clear priorities and then building our lives around those. If you just try if we just try to squeeze Jesus in, if we hope that that wedding is going to line up at the ideal time when we haven't just bought some oxen or a field uh, and our schedule is clear, so so now we can pay attention to what God is calling us to, that's never going to happen. So we have to start with this invitation that God has given us and then begin to build life, the other activities of life around that. And busyness is is when I think we invert that and we're just sort of doing as much as we can. And then we try to squeeze God in too. I know I am super, super guilty of that, guys. It kind of reminds me of the story of uh, Martha and Mary when they were at, when Jesus was at their home. And I think it was Martha who was who was serving, right? And she was the one that was cleaning and running around the house oh, yeah. like crazy. Yeah. She is my spirit animal. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So it gets to the <laughs> point where she's so fed up that she turns to Jesus and she says, Hey, like, what about my sister? Like, why isn't she helping me? And Jesus response to her was, Hey, pretty much leave her alone. Like she has chosen the good portion. Like she chose to sit at my feet and to learn from me. And, uh, you know, leave her alone pretty much. And I think I got more of Martha than I do of Mary because uh, uh, I just like to go and do and, and be involved. And my no is uh, not very strong sometimes. So I leave doors open that shouldn't be open. And I don't make them all. So, man, I am constantly have to remember to choose a good portion to uh, to seek first, you know, God's kingdom. Because uh, I know for myself, I love to invert that that verse i love to switch it around uh seek first all of these things and then you can really you know you can then you can seek the kingdom of god but it doesn't work that way seek first his kingdom and all these things will be added to you yeah i think the real key there is in the story of the wedding feast and even the mary and martha story all the things that they're doing are not inherently bad None of those things are bad things. Um, they're not like these terrible, sinful things. They're like, we might even argue, well, that's a practical thing to do. Like, well, that makes a lot of sense. Um, but that's not the case. Those are what Jesus is saying is a hard thing for us to maybe not only like comprehend, but then apply um, is that he's asking us to genuinely put him first and then just re assess everything else in comparison to him. And that's a bit, that's a big thing to do because um, we're, we're going to, the only place we can then look is to Jesus. Uh, you know, I think I could easily, you know, even ask my friends, like my really good friend, well, what do you think? Like, how do is this a good thing to do? And they would probably say, yeah, that's a, that's a good thing to do. Um, so it's not a practical based thing or a, a, what the world around us might think, or even what we might think on a normal practical level. This really is choosing to put, um, put Jesus first and ask him, um, about all the things. And that's, I, that was a weird, um, shift in my own walk with Jesus, but a really pivotal, pivotal, <laughs> pivotal one, um, in the sense that, uh, I think the, when I first got saved, it was, um, I'm saved. I'm going to live my life and I'm going to go to Jesus 
at the end of each day and like check in to see how I did. Um, and to like take the shift and then instead have to ask almost, well, Jesus, what do you like, what do you think about all these things? Um, uh, a good friend of ours at church a few weeks ago um, was doing a really, we use this illustration in the two kingdoms a lot and sharing the gospel, but he had added like this new element where he talks about um, like the good things in our life that we're into and how, you know, we where the filter is we get to make the decision about each one of those things, like, you know, our jobs and our relationships and all the things, but with making Jesus the king of our life, it puts him above all those things and it has to filter down to, um, to the, those, to my work, to my relationships, to my fun activities. And so that's the real shift. Like that is the difference. Like that is the key um, is that we're often not doing that. We're putting him on the bottom and it's kind of like an afterthought. Uh, so I, it's a challenge. It's a challenge for us. I think particularly with my kids, because you want to give your kids all the things and ha- let them experience all the things. And as a family, we've really committed to keeping time open um, time is like our most valuable commodity. <laughs> and if we don't have time to offer people, then we don't have as much to give of the kingdom and of, of the gospel to people. And so that impacts our kids. But we've found that by saying no to things, it really actually is a wonderful thing. He always blesses the things we say yes to. So... I think in the end, it always turns out really well. I will tell you guys a story. I was chatting um, with a mom friend um, a few days ago, and she was saying, man, we really want to lead a small group in our home, like for our church. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like, good for you. And she's like, yeah, but we really can't. And then she listed every single day of their week. So other than Saturday and Sunday, but all those Saturdays, she had like sport games. So Saturday was out. So they went to church on Sunday. So they were good. But every other day of the week, they had a different sport, like practice or something. It was kind of mind blowing. Um, and I thought, man, that's a perfect example because her desire was there. Like she wanted to host a small group in her home. And she really felt like powerless to the activities that they had. I think we we can feel powerless to our busyness in a big way. And I think it's giving the power back to Jesus. Just go ahead and admit that you feel powerless to your busyness. You feel like there's nothing can give. And and, and just take that to Jesus and say, okay, I'm going to give you the power back. And he really will find a way, um, whether that's showing you which sports to give up or just whatever. I think he really does give us freedom and peace once we give him the power back. Okay, now I'm done. Yeah, no, that, that that's good. And that's a good, that's a great tip too, because we do want to not just be talking about the distractions, but some of the ways that we're trying to address those in our own lives. One way I think about busyness is driving on the freeway. So, um, here th- again the the natural tendency is just to go with the flow go with the flow of traffic so if if everyone's going 10 miles over the speed limit which is sort of the minimum around here <laughs> then you do 10 miles over the speed limit because that's just what 
feels natural. You're going with the flow of traffic. And as, as Americans, for sure, most of us are overstretched. You know, we're overcommitted. We're far too busy. And so if your life is just going with the flow at the pace of life that everyone around you is, then you're probably too busy. So that's a, maybe just a, a little mental model that you can think through. I like what you were saying, Abigail, which is to, to take your, your, your day, your week, and bring it to the Lord Jesus and ask him to show you how you can begin to prioritize and for sure have space. None of us are going to have space for everything. So there are going to be some, some things that get left out. We just want, mm-hmm. right, we just want the things that we say we value most, our, our relationship with God, our faith, our families. Um, we want those things to not be the things that are on the cutting floor. So um, I, that's the other tip that I would say is, you know, Think through your week, your your weekly schedule, and identify the relationships and the activities that you know are going to help you seek first the kingdom. They're going to help you prioritize your faith and commit to those first. Figure out how to build those into the schedule first uh, and then see what, what else is possible. But uh, don't just try to fit it in because it, it just won't happen. And the other thing I would say is start your day off by drawing near to God. So we're promised in the book of James that if we draw near to God, he will draw near to us. And I think when you build, when, when you and I build the, the, the habit of starting each day, prioritizing our faith and our relationship with Jesus, it sets the tone for the rest of the day and for the week. So and those are two things that I, I try to do to to not be distracted by busyness um but it's still a challenge yeah yeah i love your guys' feedback it kind of took me to the story of the rich young ruler where he was doing a bunch of things that were awesome and good and important and it came to jesus and he was wondering um you know what else should i do what what how how am i going to inherit you know eternal life And, and jesus told him uh you know, another passage said that Jesus loved them, but he told him, there's one thing you lack, you know, sell everything you have and uh, you have treasure in heaven and come follow me. And uh, that was just too much. That was just too much for him that moment. So he went away sad and sorrowful. But I think everybody that took Jesus up on that offer got to see a side of Jesus that most people will never see. So I really like your advice about taking it to Jesus, uh, Abby, and letting him dictate the next steps and and what it looks like to follow him. Even as we were talking, I was thinking, but we can also really be busy for the kingdom and it's just busy. And so that's really why I think the best advice any of us can take is to take it to Jesus and, and really be seeking him for how we should spend our time. Um, Cause we can just get so wrapped up in busyness, even you know, in our Bible studies and in our churches and in our, you know, whatever, and it can feel really good and valid. And it's not necessarily 
what he is asking us to do. It's kind of the Mary Martha situation. So, um, yeah. Okay. I just wanted to add that little thing. Okay. Yeah. We well, really need to wrap it up. We do. You know, um, <laughs> T.S. Eliot wrote that we are distracted from distractions by distractions. And this was in the 1930s when he wrote that. So I don't know what Mr. Elliot would think about uh, what, we're, what we're up against in 2019, but there's no question that distractions have always been a, a challenge mm -hmm. to our devotion to Jesus. You see it even in the Gospels, you know, the, the passage that Lakeith was just quoting. There's certainly, I would say, even more so, they're, they're coming at us even with even greater ferocity in 2019. And if we're not smart, if we're not alert that it's by design many times, whether it's um, our phones <clears throat> or the trending topic of the day or the busyness of life, it's because we were part of a society and a culture that really values those things. And so, we have to be wise and then we have to be, I would say, brave, courageous <clears throat> to live a, a different lifestyle because we want to be faithful to Jesus. We want to seek him first. So hopefully this show is an encouragement to you. Hopefully <clears throat> you subscribe to our uh, <laughs> our podcast show and uh, we'd love to hear from you. So whether that's in the comments under our, the Facebook Please. post or in the comments on the YouTube channel or through the speak pipe voice message. Like Abby said, yeah. uh, we'd love to hear from you guys on that. And uh, let us know what are some of the big distractions that you're facing that you think we maybe missed or some of the ways that you're trying to overcome those distractions that we talked about today. Absolutely. All right, guys. Thanks for the combo. Yeah. See you again soon. See All right, guys. Abby. See ya. Bye. Thanks for being part of our community. If you find this podcast valuable, there are many ways you can support it. You can review it on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you happen to listen to it. You can share it on social media with your friends. Or you can support it directly by visiting our website, intotheharvest.org, clicking on the donate link, and becoming a monthly giving partner. When you do this, you'll receive a thank you package with some great ITH gear. Thank you for supporting the show and helping our small team make a big difference for Jesus. It's listeners like you that make this ministry possible.